Welcome to PRN's Progressive Radio News Hour. I'm Steve Lindman. My guest today is Larry Pinkney. Uh, there is lots, lots to talk about. There's always a lot going on since Larry was on last time. And, uh, well, most other guests, uh, we had a uh, situation in Minsk uh, last Thursday, I believe it was, 12th of February. A so-called agreement was, uh, was uh, uh, put together on the Ukrainian crisis situation. I've been writing about it nonstop. Uh, Larry, I'm eager to hear your comments. I am not uh, uh, very optimistic about prospects for peace uh, in uh, Ukraine. And I quoted one observer saying uh, that the situation, what what was the word that uh, he used? Um, uh, well, he, he, t- he talked about basically uh, the situation for peace having one foot in the grave that was one foot in the grave was the terminology used and the language used uh, leading up to that comment i'm not sure about but basically that's the way he described things the whole process has one foot in the grave uh, and and fighting of course hasn't stopped it continues and uh uh it's uh, it definitely slowed down from where it was but it can easily pick up again anytime and i fully expect it to weapons are pouring in us military for Forces are in Ukraine. It's a it's a nasty situation, Larry. Yeah, it is. It it it, it really is, Stephen. Also, let me just thank you and the audience for having me back. I enjoy it. It's wonderful. Getting back to uh, Ukraine. Yeah, I mean to to say one foot in the grave really sums it up. I heard a commentator say that there's less than forty percent uh, chance uh, that this quote unquote agreement will be successful. In, well, not the agreement, but the actual ceasefire that that would be successful. And of course, the the real, the real, uh, the the folks who hold the real cards, as as it were, the power brokers, are none other than Washington D.C. And it's uh, you know Obama and his minions, including the Republicans, uh, certainly do not want there to be. Uh, a successful ceasefire, and so they're doing everything they possibly can, uh, including supporting the blatant fascists, uh, uh, you know, in Kiev, who, who do not even follow the uh, the instructions or lead or whatever you might call it of this insane Poroshenko, and he is insane. Um, and it, it's it's just it's it's a situation that is as deplorable and horrible as it is really doesn't have to be that way. But the uh, the United States, uh, Washington, Obama and his minions are determined, they are determined that there be no peace. And, of course, the so-called news media, U.S. media, Western media in general, U.S. media in particular, uh, are continuing their propaganda line, line and lies, I might say. Uh, and so folks in, in this country, unless they really dig, unless they pay attention to alternative media, have no clue as to, uh, really, I'm going to just call it what it is, the, the U.S.-inspired genocide that is taking place in Ukraine. Absolutely, Larry. Uh, I would say that uh, if America was so hell-bent for peace, why on earth did they begin the war in the first place? There's no question. First off, uh, um, uh, Washington instituted the coup that ousted uh, Ukraine's government. It installed neo-Nazi extremists, illegitimate extremists in power. These are the people running things. Uh, This guy Poroshenko, a billionaire, is nothing but a front guy. He has no power whatsoever. He serves at Washington's place. 
pleasure, and if they want to get rid of him, they can do that and, and put somebody else in his place. But uh, there were phony elections that were run for parliament and uh, the and the presidency, and we've got uh, this sitting parliament that's nothing but a fascist, a lawless bunch of people. Uh, occasionally have fistfights in the parliament. I don't know what they disagree on because the opposition is, is routed out so violently. I don't I don't know what kind of opposition is left in the parliament. Probably a few names just to make it look like it's legitimate, which it is not. And and the war and America launched the war. It's been arming the Ukraine's military from the start of things, uh, likely before the start of conflict. Uh, Ukraine's government always says we we want weapons. We want more weapons. Uh, the language really doesn't mean anything. They're really saying they, when they say they want weapons, they want more weapons because they're getting weapons all the time. I wrote a, I wrote one article where, uh, explaining that NATO planes and a Ukrainian plane, a big a big gay uh, transport plane that can carry 170 tons of equipment, weapons, equipment, whatever, uh, is it was making stops all over the world, including <laughs> unbelievably, including in South America, other places in the Middle East, in U.S. cities. Philadelphia was mentioned, Washington, D.C., Boston, uh, I believe Denver was mentioned, uh, cities in Europe, uh, Vienna was a city mentioned, uh, Leipzig, Germany was mentioned, making stops. Uh, they're not, they're, a transport plane does not make stops to, to make a house call or to, or, or to, or to uh, drop in uh, for a tourist visit. Uh, they make stops to pick up cargo. And what kind of cargo does a nation want when it's at war? Well, there's no question what kind of cargo it wants and what it pick, it's, it's picking up. The biggest city in eastern Ukraine is Kharkov. Uh, the conflict is, is only there to the extent that there's occasional violence. And I've written a little bit about it. It is, it is an explosive the way it is in Donetsk and in Lugansk and in places like uh, 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 Devosevo, the city that is under siege by the uh, rebel uh, forces, rebel self-defense forces. Uh, they, they've, been, they've been guaranteed safe haven if they'll simply discard their weapons and leave, but they haven't done it so far, so they keep dying instead of, of, of doing what they should do. They'll, they'll either surrender or they'll all be annihilated one way or the other. But I wrote about, about uh, NATO planes arriving in Kharkov every day, Every day, Kharkov is in the east. It's near the war zone, practically in the war zone. And what are these NATO planes delivering? I don't think there's any 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 confusion that that the that the of what they're bringing. They're bringing weapons. So we see this thing going on. It's Obama's war. It could easily be stopped. And I put it this way in in one of my articles. I said the same thing about Syria. You can stop these wars if Obama calls off his dogs, and his dogs are the proxy military forces, the ones, the IS forces being used in Syria and the Ukrainian military being used against ordinary Ukrainians in the East who only want basic democratic rights everybody deserves, but Washington won't allow them, the fascists in Kiev won't allow them, so the war goes on. We're in sort of an interregnum period right now, Larry, but this thing could get going full force again anytime. Yeah, I... I fully expect it to, Stephen. I really do. That is to say, I fully expect it to, uh, the, the, the war, because it is a war, uh, to heat up and go full force. Uh, and I, and I, it's crystal clear that that's precisely what, you know, Obama, uh, and NATO, that's what they want. They want that. And, uh, it's, it's what, what is so, uh, utterly, uh, despicable and deplorable, however, is the war is horrible enough. 
and all the, 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 the people that are, are, are dying, and dying needlessly. Then we have these vomit stream parrots over here who dare to call themselves journalists, uh, who give no truth, no facts, nothing other than the straight propaganda coming from Obama and his minions and the Pentagon and NATO. So, I mean, this is, to me, what is so, so horrible. Uh, uh, it, it, it just exacerbates a horrible situation where so many people are dying. And I'm glad you linked the thing about Syria, because essentially what we have in Syria is the U.S. doing precisely the same thing, coming in through the back door, as it were, uh, to, to cause as much havoc as they possibly can, just as they did in, in Libya. And this is all Obama. We're not talking about G.W. Bush here, folks. This is Obama and his minions. Uh, you know, and I like the, the expression you use, Stephen, about calling off the dogs of war. The fact of the matter is, is that Obama has done just the opposite. Obama is a dog of war. He's, 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 a, he's a war criminal. He's a murderer. He's a liar. Um, you know, I, I, I got to share this uh, with you. I happen to be reviewing an old movie, a fictitious movie called First Night you know, about this fiction of our, uh, the Knights of the Round Table and all that stuff. Anyway, there's a character uh, in the movie. The movie stars Richard Gere. The movie came out years ago. But there's a character in the movie, as I was re-watching, and I went, oh, my God, that's Obama. The character's name is Maligant, M-A-L-A-G-A-N-T, Maligant. And I, I just said, my God, this 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 man, is, he's a liar. He's he's a war criminal. He attacks other people and then blames the people who he attacked, for, uh, you know, uh, supposedly who for having attacked him. This is Obama, malignant. And then I just said, well, why don't I just call it what it is? Malevolence, malevolence, pure evil and greed, you know. So I, I just had to throw that in there because I was rewatching that that particular. Uh, film first night uh just this weekend and it just and i thought about syria i thought about libya i thought about ukraine and then i just shook my head and said oh my god when are the people in this nation going to say no more no more no more well <clears throat> again i agree larry i wrote an article this morning and i titled it america's interventionist legacy colon failed states Wherever America intervenes, aside from the mass deaths and destruction uh, it causes, uh, you end up with failed states. And I'm just looking at the post-9-11 era, Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, Libya and Yemen and Somalia. Somalia goes back a good ways, goes back at least to the senior Bush uh, era of the uh, late 1980s, early 1990s. But one country after another, you've got cauldrons of violence that uh, that are left after America comes in. You get failed states that can't govern properly, can't perform the services that, that legitimate independent governments, sovereign states need to perform. You could go right down the list, and I use a couple of definitions others use for what a failed state would be. 
or a, uh, a state that, that, that you could put in the category of a failed state. There's not a clear-cut definition of what a failed state is, but basically the stuff that's going on, when, you, when you've got out-of-control violence, when, you, when you've got e- either a non-functioning government or multiple groups claiming the right to be the government, which is the case in Libya and, and Afghanistan, a war that never ends, hasn't ended in, in, in over a dozen years, it, it, won't, it won't be over 10 years from now the way things are going. If this this isn't a definition of a failed state. I don't know what is, and and America is responsible for all of this. I don't know what its game is. Uh, I wonder whether Europe. I quoted uh, economist Michael Hudson in my article, and uh, he's suggesting the possibility that maybe Europe uh, could be getting a little bit fed up with all of this as America heads heads uh, straight straight. Well, I want to say headlong for a possible war with Russia. If something like that happens, it's it's right on the doorstep of these European countries. Uh, I mean, literally on their borders. In the case of some of them, is this what Europe wants? Does it want a war between America and Russia on its borders? Will Europe? European leaders finally wake up and realize that they hitched their wagon to the wrong star. And uh, and uh, and Hudson said uh, something came out of Munich. Uh, I don't know that it's verified or not, but something came out of Munich that uh, that Putin put it to Hollande and uh, and Merkel. Uh, you you have a choice. You can you can either ally with Russia. Uh, and, 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 and with our resources and your technological know-how for, for a more prosperous, secure Europe, or you can ally with America and end up with World War III. Well, to me, that's a pretty easy decision to make, Larry. But what these people are going to do, I have no idea. Uh, One more comment, then you jump in. Uh, France, Germany, and these other countries are NATO countries. They're NATO allies. It's hard for me to imagine they're going to renounce NATO and ally with Russia, even though it's the right thing to do. But we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, well, quite frankly, it's hard for me to imagine them making the right decision based upon uh, the fact that uh, they are essentially or have been for so long. These countries, I'm sad to say, have been for so long lackey, basically vassal, vassal states to, to U.S., U.S. policy, uh, U.S. hegemony, U.S. designs, uh, even though, and I, you put it so clearly, even though it, the common sense would indicate that they need to ally themselves with the people on their doorsteps. Russia happens to be on their doorsteps. The United States is thousands of miles away and could care less about the misery that it is deliberately causing. And, you know, this, this is something that, again, I, I, I bring it back to, to this nation and to the people of this nation. This is on our head. What's going on in Afghanistan? What's going on uh, in, in Syria? What's going on? When I say what's going on, I mean the, the bloody murders that are going on. What's going on in Libya? What's going on in Ukraine? All of these places, Yemen, Bahrain, the list goes on and on, as you know. Um, but... This is on our heads, and, uh, you know, it's, it's time for us to, at all costs, to rein in. You know, the, 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 they are insane. Obama is, is insane. Let's just face it. The man, and then just because someone is insane doesn't mean they're not intelligent. Obama has intelligence, and he's insane. He's quite mad. And, uh, you know, he, he will do anything. Mr. Drone Man, 
Mr. Private Kill List, Mr. Signer of the NDAA, on and on and on. The man is insane. The question is, how long will the people of the United States, black, white, brown, red, and yellow people of this nation, allow this man and his other insane minions of both so-called parties, which is really one party, uh, Democrats and Republicans, how long are we going to just allow this? You know, and, and the reality is, and I was watching a, uh, a news program, uh, I believe it was from Russia in English, and they were talking about the very real prospects of nuclear war. Here's the U.S., here's NATO at the very doorstep of Russia, raising havoc, you know, causing nothing but problems. Here is Russia trying, trying to, to, to essentially bring about some kind of peace, some kind of justice. But no, no, what do we have? Uh, we have maniacs who are pushing for war. Now, that war may very well not be limited. I'm talking about war in Ukraine. It's not going to be limited, and if there's a nuclear war, there's no such thing as a limited nuclear war. That's going to pull in China. That's going to pull in other countries who have nuclear weapons. So it wouldn't just be a war between, obviously, Russia and the United States. And even that, in and of itself, would be enough to wipe out humanity with the weapons that these countries have. So... You know, when are, when are people going to regain some sanity? It, that's that's my question. That's my question. It's not even a question of ideology. It's a question of are we sane or are we insane? So, you know, that that's that's my thought on that, Stephen. I saw something, uh, Larry, that uh, Russian people are very aware of the possibility that America may have designs to attack Russia. And if America mm-hmm. attacks Russia, it could be a nuclear attack. And at the same time, I just saw this very briefly, at the same time, they don't think that America is going to wage a nuclear war with Russia. And, uh, I mean, I hope they're right, but I don't know whether they realize the kind of lunatics that are running around Washington. I mean, these people, these, these people want power. They want it. They want it any way possible. They're willing to go to any means to get it. You know, they'll, 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 they'll they won't use any weapons they don't need to use. But if they can't accomplish their goals uh, in, in lesser ways, they're, they're very willing to use greater ways. And we've seen it. I mean, you could go back to the 1950s. I remember writing about the Korean War, where literally U.S. forces ran out of targets because virtually all of North Korea had been turned to rubble had been turned to rubble. They didn't know what the mm-hmm. heck else to bomb. And, and MacArthur, who was in charge of forces but before Truman pulled him out, he, he wanted to attack with nuclear weapons. He really want, he wanted to go across the border and attack China with nuclear mm-hmm. weapons. So you have – and MacArthur was a great hero in those days. There were people who wanted him to be president. It's lucky we ended up with Eisenhower instead of MacArthur, or we could have had a nuclear war either with North Korea or with, with Vietnam, and you and I wouldn't be talking with each other right now, Larry. <laughs> these, right. these are the That's kind right. of people That's that run right. around Washington. They were there in the 1950s, and they're certainly there now. And, uh, I mean, I wish the Russians luck. I hope we don't have any kind of serious confrontation. But with the people in Washington, anything is possible. And and we, we could literally have what I call the unthinkable. It can happen. Yes, yes. And, and the fact is, Stephen, that 
it's, it's not a question of somebody necessarily having to sit down and calculate, oh, we're going to send so many uh, warheads here, so many warheads there, nuclear warheads. No, it only takes one small miscalculation. That's all it takes. One small miscalculation. Why? Why would anybody play with fire on the borders of, of countries that, that they know that it only takes a miscalculation to start the, and I'm, and I'm being uh, sarcastic, to, to start the end of humanity. Because that's precisely what, at least the end of humanity as we know it, possibly the end of the planet. We've got to stop these lunatics. We've got to stop these lunatics. And, and what we have, uh, as, as I said, not only about Obama, who's maniacal, he's just maniacal, and, you know, a constant liar. The man couldn't tell the truth if his life depended on it. He is incapable of telling the truth, period. Okay? But then there are those, uh, of course, that, that uh, you know, are aligned with him. All this nonsense about, oh, the neocons this, the neocons that. We have a neocon in the White House, for crying out loud. You know, it's just a question of how long are we going to allow this to happen. We really don't. I don't think people understand just how, what a nuclear war would mean. I, I, I really don't think... I'm talking about Americans in particular, so-called Americans, U.S. citizens. I, I really have strong doubts that they understand what that means. You know, they've, they've been so propagandized by Hollywood that they just don't get it. And, you know, it's up to us, the few, the few, F. E.W., this you to, to keep people uh, or, or do our utmost to get people to understand enough of just how dangerous a game is being played, irrespective to ideology and all this other nonsensical propaganda. We are talking about uh, the, the atrocities that are being committed uh, in, in, in Ukraine and backed by the U.S., the atrocities that the U.S., has committed and is continuing to commit in Libya, in Syria, in Afghanistan. I mean, these things don't happen by osmosis. And when you have uh, a, a group of people who run your government, who, who thrive on this kind of insanity, it's time for us to take our government back and say, no, no, this will not be. Because as you said, Stephen, uh, you know, had MacArthur gone on and done what he had wanted to do, uh, in, 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 in the 50s, you know, with respect to Korea and uh, People's Republic of China, etc., etc., which also would have dragged in the then Soviet Union. Okay, had he gone on and done that, as you said, we wouldn't be talking right now because there'd be, <laughs> we wouldn't be alive. And oh, we're on the brink yet again. Go ahead, brother. Oh, indeed, indeed, Larry. Uh, I remember MacArthur so well, and I remember watching on television when he came back to America after so many years abroad. He was stationed abroad, and mostly in Asia, of course, uh, during World War II, but long before World War II. And I remember him coming back and giving an address to, to a joint session of Congress, his so-called Old Soldiers Never Die speech. Uh, an excellent speaker. I'll give him credit for that. He certainly was a very eloquent speaker, but I remember watching 
watching that on television. He could have become president, Larry, if he wanted to. I don't know what he had in mind, but thank heavens he, he never got he never got that position. And when you say Americans have no idea what a nuclear war is, Americans have no idea what a war is, let alone a nuclear war, Larry. The last time right. a war was fought on U.S. soil was the Civil War, and uh, you know that that gets mischaracterized uh, Hollywood style the way they tell the story. I remember a PBS series. Oh maybe 15 years ago, so long ago, on, on the Civil War. Uh, this fellow Burns, I forget his first name. Uh, I, I mean, it's simply not telling the story the way it is. I mean, the real story of this... Ken Burns, brother. Ken Burns, Ken Burns. Yeah. You know, you you, you you glamorize it to make to, to make it a sell on television, but there's nothing glamorous about wars with people having their limbs blown off. And back in those days, Civil War, uh, you know, there was no anesthesia. Uh, I, I don't know what wounded people did. You know, they, they they used a hacksaw to take legs off if they couldn't do anything. With no, just imagine having a leg hacked off with a hacksaw and no anesthesia and stuff like that. I mean, that, that's what war is all about. And now, of course, it's a little bit better than that. You get anesthesia, and they do it in, in an operating room, maybe sometimes in, a, in an operating theater, uh, a theater of war. But, uh, but, uh, but war is hell. War is absolute hell. I mean, just imagine. Uh, nobody can imagine getting shot unless they were shot. I was never shot, so I can't imagine it. I know what tear gas is all about because part of the training I got when I was in the Army was I had to go through tear gas in a closed, in a closed chamber, and thankfully they didn't keep us in there long, but you can't breathe. You literally can't breathe. You would die if, if you stayed in there. So they kept you in there for about 10 or 15 seconds, and then they let you out. But you were gagging, you were choking, and that's what tear gas is all about. Uh, again, I was never shot. Part of the training was, I remember, uh, you, you had to crawl on your belly while, while machine guns were fired over your head, live fire. And nobody did stick their head up, or, the, or, the, or, or they would get hit by live fire. But uh, but I was never in a war, thank heavens. I, w I was, uh, I was in, uh, in America based uh, there was conflict going on that America was involved in but it was after Korea and before Vietnam so I never knew what this stuff was all about but anybody who's been through wars uh, could certainly tell you about it my dad was in World War One, but he never wanted to talk about it Larry and I don't still to this day know what he went through but I know that he didn't want to talk about it and I never pressed him so I imagine he saw some things they were pretty horrible he just wanted to bury it bury the memories and forget about it. And that was World War One. World War Two was worse. And if we ever have a third World War, Larry, heaven help us, that's the end of it for all of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that, I don't mean funny, hilarious. It's interesting, frankly. Uh, my father, who who was uh, in, in the Army, U.S. Army in, in Korea, never talked about it. Never. Never. Uh, and, and that, in, in and of itself, told me, I, I knew right there what what this was about. Uh, it was horrible, and uh, that you know, American people in this nation have got to understand what is being done to people around the world in our names. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. These maniacs have have got to. We don't just have maniacs in Kiev. Okay, who, 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 and oligarchs who are fascists, straight up Nazi fascists in Kiev. Why we, who supports, who supports these people? Well, none other than Obama and his Democrat and Republican minions and their corporate blood sucking, avaricious, 
People have got to wake up. Otherwise, we're not going to have any time to wake up because we'll all be dead. We'll all and, be dead, and, Larry. I'll, I'll throw yeah. in one more thing I discovered. We, we know pro- war, war profiteers make fortunes when wars are fought. And I discovered that Ukrainian generals, in a matter of a few months, became millionaires because of the war. So they have a big income stream coming as long as the fighting goes on. If the war ends, their honeypot disappears. So you know they have an incentive to keep this war going, and they're going to find a way to do it. And it's not very hard to keep a war going if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's absolutely true. And, you know, it's, it's, it's imperative. I, I, I go back to what I say all the time on your show, Stephen. It is imperative uh, for we the people, black, white, brown, red, yellow people in this country, to really say enough. And I mean say enough already. For unplug, whether it's PBS, CBS, NBC, Fox News, MSNBC, any of them. They, we know, people already know, okay, intrinsically that they're being lied to, that we're being lied to. Intrinsically, people know this, and more and more people are turning off and unplugging. That's really what we need to do. We, we need to plug into each other, but unplug from the corporate vomit. The, the, what passes for news here is, is, is just unbelievable. I cannot believe how... Uh, how, how this country has degenerated to such a state, it's, it's, it's beyond belief. But when you think about it, then you put one and one together, you get two, and you realize how these horrible actions, okay, on the part of the U.S. and its lackeys, how these actions can continue. You know, I, I feel great pain. I feel personal pain when I think of what, uh, this this nation, the Obamatrons and the rest of them, are doing to the people of the world, all in the name of a democracy that we don't even have. Nothing. We don't. We have a hypocrisy, a blood sucking one at that. But uh, it, 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 how do they? How do they sleep? How do they sleep? You know, uh, hundreds of thousands of people dead in Iraq. Hundreds of thousands of people dead in Libya. You know, thousands of people dead and dying in Ukraine. I mean, it just goes on and on, but it doesn't happen by osmosis. How do these people think? That's why I uh, are sleep, and that's why I, I refer to them really as creatures, Stephen, because they're creatures. People can't do that. These, 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 these folks are creatures, but we're not. We're people, everyday, ordinary, black, white, brown, red, and yellow people. It's time that we start acting like people and 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 really say no, no to this corporate stream nonsense that we're getting, no to to the avaricious, bloody policies of of the uh, uh, so-called Democrats and Republicans, Obama, what else? I mean, drone man, private killers, it's unbelievable. Who would have, if you had told me, Stephen, even, even 20 years ago or 25 years ago, that this country would degenerate to such a state, I would have wanted to argue with you. I would have wanted to say, no, it's bad, but it won't get that bad. But, oh, my God. So that, that's where I am. And I don't, I, don't, I don't want people to think I'm being pessimistic. I have actualized hope. But I know that, and notice I say actualized, 
Nothing is going to change unless we all die. That'll be a change. We'll all be dead. But nothing positive is going to change unless we the people change it. And that's what I'm urging our listening audience to do on every level that they possibly can, you know? Well, indeed, Larry. Indeed, uh, I write an awful lot of articles uh, on the uh, on the prostitute or scoundrel media, and in one of them, I quoted you referring to the kind of stuff they put out as vomit, quote unquote, using your name. And uh, I didn't write an article about Brian Williams. I simply mentioned him in one of my articles. It may have been the one I wrote about uh, a post Munich Russia bashing. After after everything was done by Putin to to to, to work toward resolving the conflict. Responsibly, uh, the the ferocious uh, Putin bashing continues, and I refer to the uh, Brian Williams saga as simply a symptom of the corrupted media that puts out, in your words, vomit, this stream of big lies endlessly, uh, and, and worse than anything I've ever seen before in the reporting on Ukraine, where literally these people will be co-conspirators if we end up with a war with Russia, or if a greater war happens in Ukraine. I, I think I think that's baked in the cake, a greater war in Ukraine, where the country literally will it will end up being destroyed it's practically destroyed already it's bankrupt it can't function it certainly is a failed state run by neo nazis supported by obama and the crew in washington but it could be much much worse than that and the corrupted media plays plays the dirty game of 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 considering these people as as democrats either calling them democrats outright or pretty much implying that they're democrats and 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 the and the efforts for peace coming out of Moscow are really heroic. I mean, really, hero- I followed this so carefully, and I've written so much about it. And yet, the bashing of Putin continues relentlessly. And and uh, and and anything that happens in Ukraine going forward, which will be the responsibility of Washington egging on their proxies to commit false flags, which are going on right now, uh, a shelling. Uh, this continues sporadically, not heavily, but sporadically, blamed irresponsibly on the self-defense forces and the media, the, the, the scoundrel, prostitute media, chime in, uh, repeating these big lies, blaming the victims for the crimes of the perpetrators, and the perpetrators, of course, reside in Washington and their proxies in Kiev. And this thing, again, as I repeat, and you too as well, Larry, this thing could explode again any time. I'm just waiting to, for it to happen. It could be quiet for, for, for a week or two or three or a month or longer while Kiev again regroups because its military has been so battered. But once it feels able to jump in and, 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 and ratchet things up again, that's when it'll happen. It did it twice before. Things subsided. We're now in the third interregnum, sort of, and I expect things to resume, escalated full force again, again, in a, probably in a number of weeks. Yes, yes, sadly, sadly, uh, but I think you've summed it up accurately. Um, the, the, it is to the interest, and even when, you, when I say that, I shake my head. Even as I'm talking, I shake my head and go, how, how could it really be to their interest? But it's to their interest because they're so greedy. They're, 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 they, 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 when I say they, who am I talking about? I'm talking about the maniacs in Washington, D.C., and I'm talking about the maniacs in, in, in Kiev. I'm talking, these people, people, these creatures are so insatiably uh, greedy. They are just such prevaricators. 
They are liars. They they don't care. They talk like you. They dare to use the word Democrat. Oh my God! What a contradiction. It's sort of like uh, uh, military intelligence, right? Which I remember back in the day we used to always say, "Well, that's a contradiction in terms." Military intelligence, you know, uh, and and it's sort of like what what we have. Uh, going on really globally, we're honing in, you and I, Stephen, are honing in on a few places, for example, Ukraine or Libya or Syria or Afghanistan. But it's happening, it's being propagated. It's not by osmosis. People shake their head today and they say, what happened to the world? Nothing happened to the world. What happened uh, is the world is still here, but we've got maniacs and oligarchs and bloodsuckers who are doing everything they can to push their brand of domination, hegemony, if you will, uh, their brand, and, and then they call it democracy? I mean, since when do we call neo-Nazis in Kiev, since when did they become Democrats? Since when? Since when did we outright, they're trying to rewrite history, even in the process, to, to rewrite history, uh, to, to give us false, fake history. Of course, that's what they've done in this country for, for eons. But it's time that we stop this nonsense. It's time to stop it while we still have breath in our body. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful in that sense that people will just get fed up. In this country, get fed up and say, no, no more. And every time Obama or any of his other lackeys opens their mouths, they need to be told to shut up and go away because they are liars and murderers and hypocrites. So... And I don't care about color or gender. I care about humanity. That's what we, I believe, must care about, humanity, truth, and and saving our planet, saving our precious Mother Earth. And if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. Well, Larry, I want to mention one other thing, too. I mean, there's so much going on. Uh, this didn't surprise me either. I ended up writing two articles on it. Uh, Obama tried to oust the Venezuelan government by a coup d'etat. Of course, uh, the last one he pulled was in February last year against the Ukrainian government. He pulled off uh, another one earlier, 2009, in June 2009, against the Honduran government. Uh, he wrecked Haiti. Uh, Haiti was wrecked before he came into office, but uh, he used the earthquake uh, uh, which uh, which I remember writing about, wondering whether it was natural or otherwise. He used it as an excuse to militarize Haiti, rig elections, put a stooge government representing uh, U.S. interests, uh, deny the Haitians any right whatsoever. Uh, got the president of Paraguay ousted by a rigged impeachment process, and here there was a coup attempt a few days ago in Venezuela that the Venezuelan government discovered because some of the people, or at least a few, few, or maybe one or more, let's put it that way, of the people approached to take part in the coup wanted nothing to do with it. They informed the government. The perpetrators were rounded up. The coup was foiled, but it, it was a nasty piece of business, Larry, uh, if you don't know the details of it. There was to be a bombing campaign. It sounded like Chile in 1973 when Pinochet mm -hmm. came to power, and the tank Tanks are in the streets. I don't remember if there was bombing or not, but I, I, I do remember there were tanks in the streets, and the Allende government was overthrown. But in this case, they wanted to use a warplane to bomb the presidential palace, key government ministries, uh, Telesur, the, uh, the, uh, the media that puts out honest information, uh, other sites uh, in Caracas to literally destroy them, uh, oust the uh, 
a Maduro government, the Bolivarian government, uh, replace it with a fascist government, in Bolivarian fairness, social justice, and uh, I mean, institute, uh, a line that I used was, uh, it wanted to turn Venezuela uh, into Ukraine, to make Venezuela right. look like Ukraine. Well, it was foiled, and then the second article added more information that Canada and Britain were involved in this scheme, Again, to oust the Maduro government, there were previous attempts to oust the Venezuelan government. The famous one was 2002 against Chavez, lasted uh, 48 hours, I think it was 47 hours, and then Chavez was reinstituted because the military didn't support it, and the Venezuelan people didn't support it. There was at least one other one against Maduro that, that was foiled, but this one was a big deal. It was foiled, and it'll be, uh, just, uh, uh, it, it'll be only a matter of time before there's another one. But we can see what the Obama people are doing, uh, wanting to oust all the independent governments, Larry, and replace them with stooge governments representing Washington, representing moneyed interests, and they'll go to any means possible to do what they want to do to get the to get the people in they want, to get the policies they want instituted, to get rid of the just the social justice policies that they don't want, eliminated altogether. Obama, some some president. Well. You know, it's, it's, Obama is himself an atrocity. He has demonstrated that he is an atrocity, he himself. You know, and I keep reminding people, I call him Drone Man, Mr. Kill List Man. People need to wake up and understand, and what he'll do here is what he's doing, or what he's doing all around the world, believe me, is precisely what he'll do here. This man has no integrity. This man has no, 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 no principles. This man doesn't know what truth means. I don't even know if he's a man. I know he's a creature. And, you know, it, it just, it, it, it's so sickening and despicable. You know, I think about people like uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice and today Susan Rice, both who happen to be biologically black women. What are they doing? Same thing. The same kinds of this, this despicable things, not to mention Hillary Clinton, not to, oh, I could just go on and on and on. But you see, we got to get across, get over, get past, you know, the superficial nonsense and understand that uh, the superficial color gender nonsense is what I'm talking about and understand that our very uh, human existence is at stake. I'm very glad, brother, that you brought up the thing about Venezuela. I mean, when will this stop? It will only stop when we stop them. That's the only time it's going to stop. That is just despicable. Oh. Yeah, well, that's exactly true, Larry. I mean, if ordinary people don't stop this stuff, it's going to go on. It's going to get worse. And there's no question about that. We can see it. We can see the progression. The progression, in just, just, just in my more recent years, we can see it in the last 20, 30 years, how bad things have gone straight downhill. Uh, I mean, they never really were much good. I mean, in my lifetime, my God, there was World War II. Uh, there, there, there was conflict at the end of World War II continued conflict that America was involved in. And, of course, we had Korea and Vietnam. We had the, the wars in Central America. We had one thing after another. And the post-9-11, things really ratcheted up to, to be worse than ever before. And, uh, and, and, uh, and we can see it happening now to, to the point where the Ukraine situation could literally morph into a U.S.-Russian confrontation. Uh, just an impossible situation. Again, the unthinkable is the only word I can, I can think to describe it with, with 
the world's preeminent nuclear powers with maybe 95% of the world's nuclear weapons having a war with each other and, and the idea that, that, that nations will use whatever weapons they need to use to win a war. They certainly don't want to lose a war. They want to win a war so that they would use nuclear weapons. And if they do that, then that's curtains for all of us. I never yeah. worried about this stuff during, during the Cold War, but I certainly worry about it now. I do, too. I do, too. And I guess what I also worry about is uh, people sleeping, people sleeping. They need to, you know what, we need to awaken. We need to understand that we are on the brink. We are at the precipice. And these maniacs from Obama on down uh, and, you know, these blood-sucking corporations who Obama is a puppet and a tool, a willing puppet and tool for, um, we need to wake up to this. Stop it. Stop it while we can, folks. While we can, because I tell you, after the first warhead goes off, you can kiss your sweet tutu goodbye. It's as simple as that. Uh, people need to understand what warheads carry. Just one warhead. I'm not talking about the thousands that uh, both U.S. and Russia have. Just one. They need to study what one warhead consists of. A nuclear submarine, for example, that carries anywhere, anywhere from 12 to 20 or more nuclear warheads that are capable of wiping out entire cities, okay? And this is just one, you know, relatively small nuclear sub, okay? How many nuclear subs, how many subs of that kind, would be they nuclear or not, uh, of that kind do these countries have? Quite a few. And that's not including ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. That's not including... Uh, space weapons, that's not included. We need to stop this madness, this insanity, while we can. You know, so as we used to say back in the day, either do something about it or kiss your sweet tutu goodbye. So I'm saying that for all of us, it's time for us to stop this. This is not just about Ukraine or Syria or, or, or Libya or, you know, Afghanistan or Iraq. You know, it's about our Mother Earth, our planet, and our survival. And, and we've got to do something about it. We've got, to, we've got to say no to these maniacs. We've got to relegate them to the dustbins of history before they relegate humanity as a whole to the dustbins of history. Oh, Larry, that, that is so true. I don't, I don't know how many square miles the firepower from a nuclear U.S. submarine can destroy, but, but, my, but my gut guess would be uh, it, it easily could destroy the entire U.S. East Coast, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe well into the Midwest. I mean, they, they, they carry multiple hydrogen bombs. I mean, they, they, I mean, the bomb that destroyed Hiroshima was was was, was really nothing more than a king-sized hand grenade compared to the right. weaponry that these submarines and ICBMs carry. So I think one submarine could easily annihilate the entire U.S. East Coast or West Coast, uh, or if it dropped in the middle, the entire. Midwest, you know, from uh, from uh, Minneapolis down to New Orleans, maybe over mm -hmm. to, to from Omaha uh, to Cincinnati. I mean, one submarine. Just imagine a fleet of these things, plus the ICBMs, plus the uh, the, uh, the the bomber crew that can be launched uh, immediately, uh, uh, armed with uh, nuclear weapons. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's crazy just thinking about this stuff, Larry. But uh, I mean, but this but this is real life. And and again, right. nobody can imagine this if they haven't gone through it. And if anybody's gone through a nuclear war, uh, they probably didn't live to tell about it. Uh, they, I still remember the picture, the image 
uh, the Vietnam image of a of a young girl stripped of her clothes, uh, affected by napalm, I believe, running down with, with with an extremely pained expression on her face. I think her hands were slightly elevated, where she was a victim of napalm, and I guess maybe it burnt her clothes off, and she was running, escaping from that. She was alive, but heaven knows what she went through. Uh, if she had been hit with a nuclear bomb, uh, of course she wouldn't have been running anywhere. But this is the state that the world is in right now, and America has it on its shoulders the responsibility of either stopping this or continuing it, and unfortunately, America is going in the wrong direction. It is a threat to humanity's survival, and I say this repeatedly in my articles, and I don't say it easily or lightly, but it's true. America could end up being being the force behind the destruction of humanity. And, of course, if that happens, that's it. We're gone. Or if it didn't destroy humanity, it could destroy enough of it so that maybe the rest of us living here, the planet wouldn't be worth, wouldn't be safe or fit to live on. That's the state that we're in right now if we don't figure out a way to stop this madness. Yes, you're absolutely right. And, by the way, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I used to uh, put together models and study models and some of those models, I'm talking about plastic models, right? Uh, kits, remodel kits like Revell, et cetera, et cetera. So I learned a lot as a kid about the capability of, of some of the uh, nuclear subs. And since then, of course, decades have passed, and so they're far more powerful. Nagasaki and Hiroshima uh, <laughs> would frankly look like child's play, a little toy, firecracker, if you will, compared to just what one, one nuclear sub carry just one okay we're talking about at least hundreds if not thousands of these subs that both the u.s and russia have and that's not mentioning f-16s f-18s it's not mentioning the bombers as you mentioned the crews etc it's time for people to think about it because all it takes is one miscalculation why 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 would we want to be on the brink of that why why don't we have enough sense to pull back Tell NATO to get the hell out of uh, 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 Ukraine. Get the hell out. Tell the U.S. get the hell out. Okay, and 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 not 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 just Ukraine, but everywhere this country goes, it destabilizes. And I guess that's what they think hegemony, domination is all about. But what they're doing is raining havoc, horror on people around throughout Mother Earth. So we better start thinking about it. We'd better start thinking about it. Russia is not Iraq, <laughs> okay? China is not Iraq. And and we're in a situation where our, our planet is at stake, our lives. And we, we've got to tell these maniacs. We've got to stop them. We've got to tell these maniacs, no, you go. And I keep saying this, relegate them to the dustbins of history before they relegate humanity to the dustbins of history. We've got to do that. So my brother... I, I, I want to uh, praise you again for all these years that you, you've been, you know, sounding the alarm. You know, I, I praise you for that. We've got to all do that. We are in deep you-know-what, and we'd better dig our way out. We'd better do it now. 
Yeah, we really are, Larry. I was very delighted. I had a couple of wonderful interviews on uh, on on uh, Russian media. Uh, we did it by email, where they posed uh, a number of questions for me, and I wrote the uh, long answers. And uh, they they gave me a very nice write up. They covered what I what I said accurately, and then they quoted me a couple of times on the top of their website, including uh, some of the things that we're talking about, Larry. You know, the idea that uh, that America wants uh, wants to go with Russia and dismember it and control it and plunder its resources and so on. And uh, and uh, the danger of a nuclear war, and uh, I mean, again, uh, th- this stuff is very very real. Uh, there hasn't been a day in my lifetime that America has not been at war against one or more enemies, either directly or by proxy or in some way or other. America has a permanent war policy. There is no country in world history, I don't think, that had a permanent war policy on a global basis, and that's a key point that has to be stretched. Uh, I, I don't know what Genghis Khan did or people like that, and I think if Hitler hadn't been stopped, he would have kept going, waging wars until he conquered everything he wanted to get his hands on. But America is the only country in world history so far literally waging a per- permanent wars on humanity on a global basis and perfectly willing to use nuclear weapons. It's right in America's uh, uh, national security strategy that America reserves the right to preemptively use nuclear weapons if it so chooses to do so. It's right there in black and white. And I've written mm-hmm. about that a few times. And Obama just came out with a brand new national security strategy. He came out with one in 2010, and I wrote about it then, and he came out with a brand new one, oh, just a matter of some days ago, a week or two ago, and I wrote about that. And in each case, he, he, he drew on the Bush program, and then he drew on his own uh, from back in 2010. And in both cases, I called it old wine and new bottles, which is exactly the same thing, and the idea that America claims the right to be able to attack anybody for any reason or no reason at all, simply because it has the power and, 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 and the whatever to do so. And this is the policy of America that could end up annihilating all of us. That's right. And we cannot let that happen. We cannot let that happen. We just cannot. And, and uh, you know, your point is well made and well taken. You know, the, 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 the United States has consistently said, how many Americans actually know this? The U.S. has consistently said in writing that they reserve the right, just as you said, to preemptively and I think, I hope our audience is getting it preemptively. In other words, nothing's been done to you. There's no threat. No. But we have, quote unquote, we, the United States government, claims it has the right to preemptively use nuclear weapons to attack. The sad thing about it is when those weapons are on their way, other weapons will be launched before, for example, if Moscow is attacked or Beijing is attacked while the weapons are en route in route before they hit their target, these countries will respond. So who well, wins? No one wins. Everybody's well, obliterated. Absolutely. I just... I, 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 I don't know how many listeners remember the film. I'm not a big movie fan, but a couple of films, uh, if they come on late television, they're worth watching. Uh, well, my favorite is On the Beach, uh, about, yeah. the, about, the, about, about the end of humanity. Uh, that, that is my favorite. It goes back to the 1950s with Gregory Peck and Ava Gardner and, uh, and Fred Astaire uh, doing no tap dancing. Uh, Fred Astaire in the movie commits suicide at the end. That'll give you an idea right. of how grim a film, a film it is. It's the end of the world because of a, of a nuclear war. But uh, Dr. Strange Love. Uh, that ends with uh, with Slim Pickens uh, riding a, a nuclear bomb uh, uh, being dropped on Russia. Um, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking about? Uh, uh, the, 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 um, failsafe. 
failsafe oh, is another yeah. one about, about yeah. war, war with Russia. Uh, I, I mean, these these films go back an awful long way, go back to the 50s and the 60s. But uh, there needs to be another film made now, Larry. It, we need to have an updated film about the possibility of a nuclear war with Russia. Just update it in, in the modern genre of, of the things that we're going through right now, where the possibility is, is much more real than it was then. But these films were very scary. I, I know I get chills every time I think about On the Beach, where the, the last scene in the film uh, uh, was, uh, uh, there were two scenes in the film, one where it showed a vibrant city in Australia. Australia was the last country to be affected by nuclear fallout, where everybody would die, where, where places that weren't hit by nuclear bombs, uh, the, uh, the structures were intact, but there was no life. There was no life at all because radiation had killed people. And there was a scene near the end of the film where there was life on a vibrant Australian street. And then shortly after that, the same street. And the only thing there was was the wind blowing dust and papers on the street and no sign of life at all because nuclear radiation finally hit the area and killed everybody. And that's what this stuff does. And, uh, uh, and, and the reason Fred Astaire in the film committed suicide was he preferred to die by carbon monoxide, which was his choice, rather than by nuclear radiation, which I guess can be very painful. Uh, he chose the other way. He could have chosen a bullet in the head, but he was a race car driver in the film. So he, he, mm-hmm. turned, he closed his garage door and turned on the car motive and, and died by carbon monoxide. But, uh, but it was a very, very frightening film. If it comes on late night television, I strongly recommend people watch it. Yes, yes. And remember that that was years and years ago. It's far, far, far worse now in terms of the capability the, the insanity, if you will, of these weapons, far, far, far worse. So, yeah, I've seen, I've definitely, I've seen all of those films. Uh, I remember at the end of the film, Failsafe, there's this, uh, what do you call it? When they, they put a, at the end of the film, they said the United States Department of Defense says that this cannot happen. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like putting a, in a cockpit of a plane a sign that says, it is unlawful for this plane to crash. That's going to stop the plane. You know, come on. But, yeah, I, I, I've seen those films, and they should be. You're right. They, they should be updated to the 21st century. And as you said, we're much closer, much closer to the brink than we were even then. On the Beach went back to the 1950s, and I forget the exact year, and it's been, uh, I remember seeing part of it again on late night television, Larry. It, it, was, it, was, it was at least a decade ago. I don't think they want to show films like this, because they're too no. real. They scare people. They might get people uh, angry enough to want to do something to stop something like this from happening. But of course, when they show a film like this, they show it late at night when the audience is very small, so it doesn't reach the kind of audience that it needs to reach. It should be it should be in primetime television, and it should be repeated so people know there's a real, real threat. And if anybody sees On the Beach, uh, they would be scared the way I am just thinking about it, and I haven't seen it in all these years. But again, uh, 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 
uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the other one, a failsafe, and uh, and uh, and uh, and Doctor Strangelove. Uh, th- th- these films are the same thing. Uh, they, they they really scare the daylights out of anybody, and it shows that what you can what you that what, the, the truth the idea the truth is stranger than fiction is absolutely true. And if you can mm-hmm. fictionalize something like this, it absolutely can happen in real life and wipe out humanity. And uh, and the fact that nothing is ever said about this in the major media. Where are these people? It shows that they were on the wrong side of things, and they'll be, and they'll be, well, they'll be guilty. They'll be dead if, if the worst happens. But, but they're involved in not, in not spreading the alarm that we can end up with a nuclear war, and it really needs to be repeated over and over again. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, I was just trying to think of the name of the film that uh, had Sidney Poitier and Richard Widmark in it. I can't remember the name of the film, but uh, in, in, in short. The the uh, uh, Portier was playing the role of a journalist who was on a a uh, missile cruiser that carried uh, you know U.S. Navy missile cruiser uh, that carried missiles, that nuclear missiles, okay, nuclear missiles, not just missiles, okay, but nuclear tipped missiles, uh, and uh, there was a shall I say uh, a a uh, how can I put it there there was a a a uh, fight if you will. Uh, between uh, the captain of the ship, who was Richard Widmark, the, the cruiser, and Poitier, because Poitier was saying, "Look, I know I'm not in the navy. I know, but 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 what you're doing is insane. You're 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 chasing this Russian sub, and this sub has how it ended was they both destroyed each other. They both meaning the 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 nuclear sub, the Russian sub. What happened was by mistake. Now check this out, brother. By mistake." Uh, a young infant fired the uh, missile, and, uh, you know, Rick, Richard Woodmark had not said to fire the missile. He had used the word fire. The infant heard that, boom, pushed the button, the missile was gone, headed straight for the sub. The sub saw it coming, fired their missile. The movie ended where both, all you saw, were two plumes, two plumes. Uh, what do they call it when, when uh, you know, like what happened over Nagasaki and, and etc. Hiroshima? That's all you saw. That was the end of the movie. And the whole point being showing how easily these things can happen. And now we have politicians running around wanting these things to happen. They want it. To, it's like this is insane. You know. Most people have no idea that we came very close to a nuclear confrontation with Russia back in October 1962, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and we had Kennedy back then. And after it was all over, he made the comment that he never had any intention in the world of attacking Cuba or Russia. But but a mistake was almost made, a mistake, and the mistake almost led to a nuclear confrontation by uh, by, by by the wrong the wrong. Uh, uh, information apparently coming to Russia and orders going out to a Russian submarina to launch nuclear weapons on, on American targets, and and he didn't do it. He didn't do it. But if he had obeyed his orders, uh, there would have been nuclear bombs exploding on American soil, uh, South Florida, I believe, and uh, maybe Cuba as well, and uh, and we would have been in a nuclear war. So we came very close. We had Jack Kennedy as president, and of course, there's no Jack Kennedy around today. Jack Kennedy transformed himself from a cold warrior into a peacenik, and there's nobody mm-hmm. like him around today. No, no, 
definitely not. Except maybe we the people. Maybe we need to get rid of. That's not. It's no maybe about it. That's why I keep emphasizing and reemphasizing that it is we the people, everyday people. We've got to just tell these, put them all out of office, all of them. Reject all of them. Reject their media, their vomit stream media. Reject their lies. All of them need to go. Because if we don't, they're going to relegate us to the dust of us, humanity, humanity, to the dustbin of history. And when you hear that nonsense about democracy, we don't even have a democracy, a corporatocracy, but certainly not a democracy. How can we possibly spread something anyway uh, at the tip of a nuclear warhead? It doesn't work that way. You know, but anyway, I, I, I just get so deeply concerned, brother. I just get so deeply concerned. It's that we've got to wake up and understand what danger we're in. It's not, I keep saying, it's not just about Ukraine, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq. It's about the whole planet and what uh, uh, the maniacs in Washington are, are, are planning. Indeed, Larry, there's no question about that. I would encourage listeners to uh, follow my blog site, Steve Lindman blog. I'm on this stuff every day. I write two articles a day uh, when I'm healthy. Uh, once in a while, I'll write three. And, uh, and I put a lot of work in trying to find out facts that I think everybody needs to know. It's all, all there in my articles. I put my email address on the bottom of them so people can communicate with me that way. But read them and understand what's going on and spread the word to others. Larry, the music means I'm out of time. I'm getting it off. But we will continue this next month. All right. Love you, brother. Thank you, Larry.